being in nature has the ability to calm your mind and lift your spirits. For me anyway, the Kruger National Park is one of the best places to de-stress and connect with wildlife. While I can't unfortunately be there physically now, I am delighted to have Raymond Causa, a Kruger Park game ranger who offers wilderness trails with me now. Raymond is also completing his master's degree and the focus of his topic is ecology and habitat utilization of the leopard tortoise in the southern part of the Kruger National Park. Raymond, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for being on your show. Raymond, whisk me away to the Kruger National Park. Tell me where your trails are held and where you're based. I'm based at Napi Wilderness Trails. Napi depart in the Pretoria Scope area in the southern part of the Kruger National Park. Tell me, a wilderness trail, what does a wilderness trail mean? What do you do? Firstly, I will just brief your listeners what, why do we call this area a wilderness? A wilderness is a natural environment on earth that hasn't been significantly been modified by human activities. That's how we why we call those areas a wilderness. We meet our guests normally on Wednesday or Sunday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Pretoriscope area. And then we park the luggages and then we, we depart to Napi, which is an hour and a half to the area. When we get to, to the trails camp, we'll welcome our guests, offload the bags, and then we sit on a lapper or either on a fireplace, and then we, we do the briefing of what is happening in the wilderness area, especially the plan for for the upcoming days, because they will be there for three nights, of which the first night is where they, they are being welcomed in the bush, and then the next morning is the morning where the activity will start, where we'll take them into the wilderness and also with the afternoon activities. What kinds of animals do you see when you're walking as opposed to when you're driving? What does a walking experience offer that's different from a driving one? The experience that we offer to our clients that are participating in, in the wilderness, they had an opportunity to interact with the wildlife where they have an, an opportunity to learn about tracks and sign, to learn about plants, to learn about the geology of the area. And also to encounter a big game on foot is one of the experiences that we offer. And then we also offer them the trekking skills. If maybe we, we, we pick up fresh tracks of, of line, we give them an exposure on how do we, we do to find that animal. So you, you are experienced tracker. You are also very passionate, uh, Raymond, about conservation. Indeed. I'm very passionate about conservation. Tell me a little bit about the conservation that the, the Kruger Park does. And also tell me a little bit about the kind of anti-poaching projects that are underway. Unfortunately, with that, when it comes to anti-poaching, there are specific departments that are, are dealing with, with that. It is far beyond what I'm doing. On my side, I'm dealing more on conveying the conservation messages to the society while we're on the wilderness. So with the anti-poaching, is dealing more with the with the section rangers and then the field rangers, of which that department is very far away from what I'm, I'm doing. Your research into leopard tortoises, can you tell me a little bit about that? The research is all about ecology and habitat utilization of, of the leopard tortoise in the southern part of the Kruger National Park. It's where I look at the behavior and also the movement. How far does the tortoise move? If you look at the average home range of a tortoise in, in the Kruger National Park, it's just about 17.34 hectare, of which is very small compared to the other areas like Karoo, where 
the movement is very high in the Karoo. It's about 205 hectare. Reason being that Karoo is a desert and then the turtles move far, searching for food, shelter to hide, while on the other hand, looking for, for mates. That's what it costs makes the the, the, the the home range bigger. And then you look at the other areas like Tanzania, where the home range, the average home range of potatoes, leopard turtles is about 160 hectare. And then you look at about Zimbabwe, where it's about 23 hectare. And then Swaziland is about 13 hectare. Most of the people, they don't look at the turtles. They don't look at the turtles' value on on, 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 on the conservation area. Turtles play a very crucial role on spreading the grass seeds. And then if in your reserve you don't have turtles, you must ask yourself question that there is something wrong because your grass seeds will not be able to be spread. Having a turtles will be able to spread those grass seeds. Absolutely fascinating, Raymond. How did you get interested in this topic? I've looked at the articles that people have been researching, and then I find that there is the late Professor Margaret of Mayer, may he soul rest in peace. He, he was the one of the leading a researcher on turtles. And then I, I've looked at the other researchers like from the University of KwaZulu-Natal that have been researching on turtles. And then at earlier on when I wanted to start the project, I find it being more difficult for me. But with the support that I get from the supervisors, that's, you can do it. Dr. Alan Barrett from UNISA and Dr. Cornelius Lowe, whom we met at La Palale, and then we sit around the fire and then we had a discussion. And then he said, I strongly believe that you are the best candidate to take the project. I had doubt earlier on, but I have appreciated the offer that UNISA have offered me that I have to do the research. And then I find it being more fascinating, of which I wish in future I can do more research on, on the tortoises in general in the Kruger National Park. It's so important because you're dealing with an ecological system and every single little hoho from the biggest to the smallest has its role to play in keeping the biodiversity going. It's absolutely fascinating, Raymond. Raymond, um, do you have any scary experiences or memorable experiences that you've had while out on a walk? We, I had so many dangerous situations, but what I, I normally do when I had people, because the more I start to be, to, to have fear, the people will start to lose hope on me as a wilderness trails ranger. What I normally do, I, on all the people who are participating on the wilderness trail, I always tell them that we will not cautiously lead them into a dangerous situation or either try to show you, to show them how brave you are. We, we do our best to avoid those uh, dangerous situations, but at some point when you bump into a buffalo bull, you have to ensure that the, the, the group are, are saved. One of the dangerous situations where we encountered was we detected vultures maybe two kilometers away from where we are. With the current situation that we're facing in the park, with a rhino poaching and elephant poaching, we decided to walk and have a look on what might have happened there so that we can share the information with our rangers. Before we get to the site, we saw a giraffe carcass that was lying and then some lion were feeding. And then what happened is, Five lioness ran, two male lions ran away, and then the other five lioness ran away, and the cubs follow. We stop watching slowly, and then the lioness returned back to the carcass. It passed the carcass towards us, and then two lioness was facing me, were coming to me and my colleague Saul, and then the other three were waiting on the carcass, and then we were moving slowly back. At the 
for at a distance of about 50 meters while we were moving back, while we were keeping an eye contact in, into the lioness. After we were far from the carcass, the lioness moved back. And then we, we, we found out that the lioness were coming back to pick up the one of the cup that was feeding inside the, the giraffe. That's one of the scary situations that I have once encountered on, on, on the trail. Raymond, when you talk, you know, I remember kind of all the experiences that we've had, and that's the magic of the Kruger Park, is that you don't know what you're going to encounter next, but you do know that you're going to see animals and hohos and tortoises in their natural environment, and you get a chance to be part of nature and be part of that broader that broader space. Raymond, I also know that you have a reputation amongst our community as being one of the most phenomenal guides. I know that you're an expert at kosher food. If anybody would like to be part of this wilderness trail, what should they do? Especially, I would encourage all the, the Jewish Jewish family to to be involved on our, on, our, on our wilderness trail. If they they make booking on our wilderness trail, they are more than welcome to to contact me and the other uh, other rangers so that we can make an arrangement for. For, for their dietary requirements, as we always do to the group that we are hosting on our wilderness trails. Fantastic. So what, what should people do to, to book? If you, you want to make a booking, you, you contact our central reservation. We got Bridget Buckley, who is working with this booking. So as soon as the information reach Bridget, it will be sent to our, our, our two original coordinators in the park, Mr. Fandroy Moreku, who is operating in the southern part of the park, and Mr. Stepo Matebula, who is dealing with the other trails in the northern part of the park. And then the information will be distributed to us rangers to honor the dietary requests for our guests. Well, Raymond, thank you so much for joining me and for sharing some of your experiences. Um, I've really enjoyed chatting. Thank you very much. Hoping to see you soon in the Kruger National Park. Can't wait. I really can't wait. Um, that was Raymond Causer, a Kruger Park game ranger who offers wilderness trails.